so for those that might not have been here um, last night, Pilk. That is Pepsi milk. Pepsi milk. Um, it shouldn't be a thing. Um, we proved that, I think, uh, last night. Yeah. That should not be a thing. See, I still think that both of them were kind of good. Um. <laughs> I think the worst part of it definitely is the, uh, the, name. the name. That's because it just sounds like uh, you're about to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is All right. Let's. Pilk. Yeah, Pilk. Pilk I everybody. prefer Mepsi, actually. I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, everybody's just, you know what? I feel like I should get a drink or something. Roughly now. 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics. Two which they humorists. will now well, perform yeah. for the first and likely last time. I had time Alston make one of those. In front of a live studio audience. Oh, yeah. I in should. a show <clears> called... <throat> Stab. Welcome to the Stab Show, the least energy-efficient podcast the world has ever seen. Let's introduce tonight's panel. Our first panelist sells whoopsie insurance to mom-and-pop nuclear reactors. He's a hilarious stand-up comedian. It's Ben Feldman. Clean wave, everybody. Clean wave. And our second and final panelist uh, could buy Twitter, too, if they wanted, but they don't have to flex like that. They're the producer of Friend Fiction. It's Melanie Ford. Also hello. clean, wave. Also. I said hello. Oh, hello. And I'm your host, Jesse Jones, and you can't prove otherwise. We don't normally have this much uh, opening left by the time we get to this point. Welcome to Stab, an exercise in seeing how panic creates comedy. Let's meet tonight's panelists more, shall we? Uh, ben, hey there. Good to see you again. Oh, the difference between my uh, pre-show voice and my show, that's energy. It's energy. Uh, welcome, Ben. Good to see you. Hi. Good uh, to see you too, Jesse. It's just, been a couple months. Uh, yeah. It's always too long. I always. I. It's a bad uh, personality trait in a in a business owner to not want to bother people. Yeah. So and especially a podcast host. God, that's the worst. <laughs> so I should bother people more because I like having them around. Um, you were in our neck of the woods last week, apparently. I was up in um, Sacramento last weekend. Yeah, I love yeah. the place. I love Sacramento crowds. I think they're the best in, in the nation. Wow. That is... And I should know. I've been all <laughs> over California, so... <laughs> and that's all that counts. That's all that counts. Uh, good to have you again. Um, you're still doing shows over there in, in uh, the East Bay? Yeah, I still run my uh, Friday-Saturday shows called Comedy Oakland in Oakland, and... Sure. Uh, that's been going for, we just had our 13-year anniversary, oh, although wow. I've been a producer for about four years. Hmm. Um, and then we just opened a new room in Berkeley called Backroom Comedy. It's in a place called Backroom Music, which is a jazz venue. Really, really nice oh, wow. underground, brick walls, the whole classic jazz venue vibe, but for comedy. And we got all couches. It's really, really cool. So if you wow. want to check it out, go to ComedyOakland.com, and there's a link that says Berkeley. And then I also run the... Uh, Sunday showcase at the Punchline here in San Francisco. Oh, nice. Man, that Berkeley room sounds wonderful. It's great. Well, maybe you have to take a field trip one of these days. We haven't done an out-of-town stab in a long time. But I like that jazzy sound. That sounds like a great room. Yeah. 
Well, good to have you again. Always a favorite around these parts. Uh, another always favorite, and filling in on another uh, 22-ish hour uh, notice, is Melanie Ford. Hi there. Hi. Good to have you. Good to see you. Um, we defiled our innards together last night. We sure did. Uh, all wow. <laughs> yeah. There, there's no other phrase for it. Uh, all thanks for a good friend. I hope that's a food reference. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> or drinking reference. Yeah. <laughs> One way or the other. We're defiling innards around here. Um, and so, yeah, you've you, uh, making your presence known a lot around here. Of course, uh, friend fiction next weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Mick, Mick's fits um, adjacent this weekend. I don't actually know what we're calling this weekend. Mm. but um, And then... Friend fiction next weekend, nice. yeah. And you've got uh, other other friends of the show. Yeah, I've got uh, milk and cake yeah. from Nymphomercial. Um, yeah, and I'm doing the writing this month. Yeah. So, have you since like the first one? Have you written a friend? I fiction? wrote the first one to test the concept. Yeah. I haven't written one since. Ooh. Yeah. Um, How's it coming along? Uh, I'm not as far as I want to be. Um, <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Yeah, I I always I, I I'm just like you really need a month to do this, and then I I just do it all in a week. But yeah. that seems to be how everybody does it. I think that's just how writers are. So basically, yeah, yeah. Like I've said a couple times uh, when I started hosting over here, I gave I well it slipped a little bit, admittedly, but used to give people two whole days. Yeah. Uh, to wait until the last minute, basically, because right. I know I'm gonna do I'm gonna be back in the chair on the panel again uh, in a couple weeks. And I'm not going to start until noon that day. Right. That's just how it works. Yeah. I That's didn't, how I it didn't works. start till three today. Well, there I you only go. had 22 hours. So. <laughs> well, whose fault is... Well, it's mine. It's largely mine. No, it's not. <laughs> it's but good to have you again, as always. Um, let's Let's begin. Like the show proper, because we have too many pre-shows. Uh, starting as we often do with reorganization. America got you down recently? Sure, why wouldn't it? With the stripping away of rights, the blind eyes turned to the rampant homeless epidemic, and the American dream becoming more and more every day a cruel joke, which has been made largely and purposefully unattainable. It's understandable. So maybe it's time for a change of scenery. But you don't want to learn a new language or cross an ocean of anything. Well, I've got just the thing. The GVRD, or Greater Vancouver Regional District. Escape to our neighbor to the north and fill your belly with syrup and joy. But, until we can all finally achieve our Great Vancouver Regional District dream, for now, we'll have to figure out what else GVRD might stand for or represent to you, Ben Feldman. What's your GVRD? Well, Jesse, this was the hardest goddamn prompt of my life. (laughs) I mean, it's hard to imagine GVRD meaning anything other than the Greater Vancouver Regional District. No, right? West Vancouver, Surrey, Maple Ridge, Vancouver, Pitt Meadows, Burnaby, not to mention the township of Langley and Port Moody. My God, I almost forgot Port Moody. I mean, if that collection of districts aren't forever associated with the acronym GVRD in my mind, I don't know what is. And that's despite the fact that the Greater Vallejo Recreational District is just up the road from me. (laughs) But I stretched myself and I managed to come up with something. GVRD stands for 
Greater Vancouver rotisserie disorder. (laughs) Bunch of people up there can't get enough of that rotisserie chicken, and it's a problem, Jesse. (laughs) Thank you, Ben. Uh, I did. I did also notice when I when I searched, does GBRD actually mean Greater Vancouver? The 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 Vallejo uh, record or the Vallejo one uh, was actually the top result for GBRD. So I felt yeah, GVD GVRD dot org. In fact, oh man, <laughs> Vallejo got it over <laughs> massive uh, Vancouver district. Oh, you, you drop a stitch like that, and Vallejo will always swoop in on you. It's <laughs> it's they have it's because of the the roller coasters. They're used to it. Um, thank you, Ben. Uh, Melanie, hey there. Um. Uh, one might uh, might imagine that you have a GVRD too, so how about we hear it? Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> the following is an excerpt from the abandoned project Abstinence Good, Jesus Gooder. <laughs> All right, boys. Did you know that before marriage, the female anatomy releases a specific substance? It's a gift from God when he created us to keep us from straying away from him. When you are married, sex feels good and is a great way to strengthen your bond as a couple and your authority as a man over your wife. But before marriage, the birth canal is coated in sand. (laughs) Most women enjoy the power they feel forcing innocent, unassuming men to fornicate painfully. Uh, But then I forgot to transition. So, when you feel tempted to have premarital sex, just remember GVRD. Grainy vagina, raw dick. And then remember RDAD. Raw dick, AIDS and death. Praise Jesus. (laughs) All right. All right. It's good. It's good. Is that the one you finished here? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's uphill from here. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Got to establish a base camp. Yeah. <laughs> Grainy vaginas. Oh, and speaking of uh, the joys of matrimony, let's get to segment two. It's pickup lines. How do you get to there but through here? I don't know. Hey, look. There's something across the bar that's caught your eye. How do you make that instant, meaningful connection? Be honest, straightforward, and direct about your interest and wanting to get to know them better. Bullshit! Slang some kind of cheesy line that's sure to show them that you mean business. And your business is rubbing genitals. Forthwith. In pickup lines, you're asked to come up with three pickup lines. Two are from the following things. Let's hear our three pickup lines. Uh, Ben Feldman, your three pickup lines. Let's start with one, and we'll go. You don't have to do your three will be coming to or from Crocs. Crocs, the Crocs. shoe. The I mean, yeah. Crocs, the shoe. The shoe. Or however you interpret C-R-O-C-S. It could be anything. C-R-O-C-S, the yeah. shoe. I interpret it as the shoe company. Rightly so. Right. Hey, pair of Crocs, if you're free this Saturday, let's hit the town. Shall I put you on at eight? <laughs> sure. It's very straightforward. Uh <laughs> Very nice. Asking, not demanding. Wholesome. Uh, yeah, super wholesome. Uh, ooh, let's see how wholesome these are. Uh, not Jacqueline. Melanie, <laughs> let's hear your first of three pickup lines to her from Unions. Hey, I'll let you jump your position on the seniority list to have a chance to hit this cooch. <laughs> 
Right, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about unions, clearly. So, seniority list. Mm. Hot, hot stuff. <laughs> ben, two of three, two are from Crocs. You know, I love having only two people here because it, it it's my turn sooner. It I is. Love it. <laughs> um, hey there, Paracrocs. You look so good. I want to sweep you off your feet and take you somewhere far away from these elevators. <laughs> I can see that being a problem. I didn't think about oh, it. Oh, it is. <laughs> Look it up. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah, I can see. Is it like the uh, the the block of Jello thrown into the the paper shredder? Sort of, essentially. The same? Yeah. There's a whole. There's a whole like. Protect your feet campaign around from Crocs. People have been getting them stuck in elevators. So I figured, hey, what better way to um, pick yeah. someone up than to sweep them off to safety? Yeah, that is very chivalrous of you. Say, w women love safety as much as <laughs> shoes do. Or shoes the other way around. Either way. Uh, who doesn't love safety? Um, <laughs> especially who doesn't love safety um, for you as well, your second of three pickup lines to her from unions. Mm -hmm. You seem inexperienced, but I'm into that. I like making an apprentice into a journeyman. <laughs> oh, that is that is classy. <laughs> Someone did some googling on union terms. <laughs> oh no, I'm from a union family, actually. <laughs> okay. Journeyman—that's a great word. <laughs> it is not not often used enough. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm a journeyman of this coach. No, sounds I'm... like an Eric Clapton song. <laughs> <sighs> it does. Uh, ben, let's wrap up your half of this prompt and continue to hurdle towards the end of the show. <clears throat> your third. Oh, we're in no rush. Lines. We're in no rush. No, yes. no. It's we're languidly, leisurely sauntering towards segment three. But let's oh, hear your nice... third. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice Thursday here on the West Coast where we have them. Yeah, it's um, yeah, so weird they don't have them over there. Um, third of three pickup lines, two are from Crocs. Hey there, pair of neon green and pink Crocs. What do you say we ditch the kid and take a trip down to Snifftown? Fetish <laughs> <laughs> oh. <that> joke. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Everybody... Everybody get on the bus to Snifftown. It only you can only get there by bus. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Ben and um, Melanie. I got to stop looking at that name that's on the page because it's not yours. Uh, I could have changed it; would have made it easier on myself. I didn't. Melanie, let's hear your third of three wrapping up pickup lines. Two are from Unions. You're invited to come collective bargain, if you know what I mean. An orgy. I mean an orgy. <laughs> yeah. Seems like there's a lot of collective bargaining going on in in that sort of arena. Uh, and I only go to orgies that take place in arenas. <laughs> I feel like a gladiator. All right. <laughs> Segment three. Campaign trail. Oh. One of my faves, and I'm looking forward to... Yep, and I get to save the, that other one. Uh, <laughs> campaign trail. Politics seemed pretty important recently. I mean, they were important before, but we just assumed they weren't. 
But boy, howdy, aren't they now? So it's time for you to hit the road and win voters over to your way of thinking, or at least trick them into wanting to have a beer with you for some damn reason. In Campaign Trail, it's your job to give us a campaign speech from the following candidate, vying for your support in their pursuit of a particular office, post, or platform. Ben Feldman, you are a box of old greeting cards running for mayor of a storage unit. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, yes, I am a uh, box of old greeting cards running for mayor of a storage <laughs> unit. And here is my campaign speech. Fellow citizens of storage unit 143, I know things have been tough lately. We haven't seen daylight in months. The dead body reeks like a million shits. And crime has doubled. Our current mayor, stack of CDs, promised us things would improve, but they've only gotten worse. There's a growing rift between the sentimentals and the practicals. The valuables just keep getting more valuable. And the poor seasonal items, they don't know where the hell they stand. I mean, yes, the childhood Christmas ornaments, you guys have nothing to worry about. But the rest of you, incomplete croquet set, never used raft, too tight ski boots. You must be shitting your pants with worry. You couldn't be sentimental if you tried. I mean, any day now, you could end up at the dump or worse, at a trailer park. Can I promise that we're going to be auctioned off someday? No, I have no control over, over anything. I'm inanimate. <laughs> but what I can promise you is that the stack of CDs can't either, and change is good. Our other opponent, string that when pulled turns the ceiling light on, is technically not even a citizen of the unit. He came with the place and is clearly disqualified. Set of weights with one of the five-pound weights missing. I never thought of you as just a practical item. I thought of you as a good friend and neighbor, but lately you've been playing the practical card, and we're all getting a little tired of it, frankly. The last time the human was here, we lost some of our best items, and when he dropped off that box of tangled, unsorted wires, I thought, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm sure you all did, too. There have been calls by some items to defund the motion detectors. Well, those items are fucking idiots. We need more motion detectors, not fewer. Box of tax receipts from three years ago, you have no value, and you never will. There's no reason for you to be here. You should be destroyed, and I'm not pro proposing anything to help you. Just a waste of space you are, and I don't like you. Now, I know that that kind of attitude does not typically win races, but you all hate box of tax receipts from three years ago as much as I do, so I'm attempting to appeal to you on a populist level with that point. In conclusion, I may be a box of old greeting cards with the sentimental privilege of a dead child's ashes, so my future is secure AF, but I know what it takes to bring this storage unit into the next monthly payment, and that thing is more of the same. So vote for me for mayor of storage unit 143 because an election will give us something to do. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Oh, I do... I do have a bit of a an issue with the very problematic stance that the dangly string uh, used to uh, turn on the on the light uh, is somehow not a citizen. Actually, I think uh, this is sort of a, a genocidal. Look, you, you guys are you're occupying this land, um, so they're really more of a citizen than uh, than the tax. Are you saying he was here first, Jesse? <laughs> I I mean they they mentioned. How they were there when they got there. So it's just they they recognize the that they're on the wrong side of history. Well, that's just uh. how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. 
That's fair. And they're not going out of their way to make any friends. Wait. Am I messing up this? Me- no, I, I think I made. I think I made a wrong stance myself. Then, <laughs> oh, that's not how I feel about natives. Uh, oh, oh, edit. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. So good. Oh. Um, Melanie, I think uh, I'm looking forward to this one just as much. Um, you. Uh, your campaign speech. You are a nearly expired paint and sip Groupon running for a position on a bachelorette, bachelorette party weekend. Look, bachelorettes, I understand I'm the dark horse of this race. The choices between taking the besties to drink wine and paint dogs in order to appease the bride's weirdo husband-to-be or going to Vegas and having a real good time only for the bride to hear for the rest of her life that he knows something happened in Vegas. And no, it's not projection about his secret bachelor party. Of course the bridal party wants to go to Vegas. Now it's not even that Vegas is fun. It is that weird men must be spited at all costs. But here's the deal. Vegas is not fun. Vegas is overpriced. A black hole you throw money into in the hopes that you profit eventually. You pretend to be rich for a weekend, and then you go home poorer than ever. Paint and sip is fun. It is peak white woman joy. It is like a woman's college experience for heterosexual women that lasts one night. All the com- com- <laughs> all the camaraderie of an all-female community without any of the pesky lesbians making you think about whether or not you actually even like your weird controlling boyfriend, fiance, husband thing. And Groupons, unlike Vegas, are financially practical. And then you can use all the money you save to buy a night with a gigolo at the Airbnb. You can all pass them around and dip into him like paint water, and that dick fiance won't even know. And the bridal party will be more than financially rebounded in five or six years when she remarries, because we all know this marriage is a terrible idea. Vote for me! (laughs) Everyone on this program always always believes in love. (laughs) (laughs) It's the one thing that triumphs from uh, show to show. (sighs) We're not all broken. Uh, (laughs) Segment four, angry poems. You only get two of them this time. Deal with it. You'll have to wonder what the other thing that rhymed with the other two was. It was really kind of bland. Oh, wow, that works out. Uh, (laughs) Segment four, angry poem. You want to get people to notice you. Or wait, was that supposed to be a question mark? Uh, yeah, okay. You want to get people to notice you? <laughs> Scream something provocative in their dumb, stupid, idiot faces, and they'll know you're serious about your message and your art. And so, in write an angry poem about it, we want you to let your rhyme-adjacent feelings be known to the world via your angry poem about the following subjects. Ben Feldman, let's hear your angry poem about the intricately planned... Ben. Hey, Jesse. Well, you, you know I'm not a publicly angry person. My, my rage is um, hidden. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to emote properly on this one, but take my word for it. I'm pissed off. <laughs> Noted. Uh, for some people, everything has to be intricately, intricately planned. A trip to the store, a, pro- a productive weekend. It's just a trip to Trader Joe's, man. We're short on sliced ham and apricot jam. There's certainly no need for grid paper, Sam. 
draw out a map with CAD software and what? Make the trip more efficiently planned? Just chill TFO. Be spontaneous, man. For some folks, everything has to be intricately prepped, lists to be made, promises kept. But I ask you, what does it matter if it's August or Sept? Just pick ye a date for the chimney to be swept. For some assholes, everything has to be intricately arranged, plotted, mapped out, and then last minute changed. Can't you see the stress that causes you mange? Just pick any place, pick any place for the hostage exchange. For some motherfuckers, everything has to be intricately contrived. Think you can make up your mind while we're alive? We're mugging this dude, not solving world hunger. Flip ye a coin, use a gun or a knife. For some people, everything has to be intricately planned. Condoms, withdrawal, sponges the pill, scooping out all the sperm with your hand. Stop freaking the F out. It's just parenthood, man. For some people, everything has to be intricately planned. For sex, come on. I get it, you're busy. Calendar always in hand. No need to pencil me in. Let's just fuck when we can. Back to you, Yosemite Sam. <laughs> Thank you, you rascally varmint. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Oh, just scoop it out with your hand. Uh, <laughs> that was an angry poem about intricately planned. Uh, again, the one we missed was really kind of bland. Which brings us to Melanie Ford. <laughs> Let's hear your angry poem about a 100 grand. I love that this is my second candy bar poem on this oh, show. was it? I don't do that deep research. I, don't, yeah. I didn't realize. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. <clears throat> I thought Snickers was the one. <laughs> I thought many nights in parking lots licking the vein was true romance. But Snickers removed the vein. I thought I'd be okay. I thought I'd move on. And you came along. I thought it could work. I thought nuts in my mouth was all the same, but you abandoned me. No wonder everyone hates you, hundred grand. Fuck you, hundred grand. You didn't even taste good. <laughs> no, you're all right. That was very, very direct, very angry. I like a hundred grand. It might be too much caramel, though. It might be too much. It's tough. Mm -hmm. I understand. <laughs> and, the, and the crispies, a little coarse. I get it. It's not for everybody. It's not even for me most of the time. Uh, and just like that, guys, the pre-shows were longer than the show. Segment five. <laughs> Segment five. It's movie makeup. Summer blockbuster season seems to come earlier and earlier every year. Just like the war on Christmas and that rash shaped like Odie on the inside of your thigh. The point is, if there is one, is movies. The theater-going experience is roaring back to life, and you're just as capable as any of those other hacks making millions of dumb money dollars writing movies in Holly Dumb. So how about you take a crack at it in movie makeup, where you're asked to give us your synopses of these made-up movies based on the following titles, pulled from the various random title generators of our friends at 7sanctum.com. Nobody tell them we do this. Ben Feldman. <laughs> this is why it actually came up. I didn't finagle... Uh, this dumb title at all. Um, 
Ben, let's hear your synopsis for the made-up movie, The Legend of the Bat Person. Okay, Jess, well, you know, you might have heard of Batman. Mm -hmm. This is not that. No. This is The Legend of Bat Person. Yes. It's different. <laughs> uh, based in New York City, it's the story of an anti-hero who, at a young, young age, kills his parents. <laughs> He grows up to be super happy, and he decides to spend his time committing crime. Uh, despite being dirt poor, ugly, and stupid, he has a weak chin and covers it with a mask meant for eyes. Does he dress like a bat? Damn right he does. Well, how is that different from Batman? Well, you see, it's not that kind of bat. This protagonist disguises himself as a man-sized Louisville slugger which makes it hard for him to walk. So he doesn't even walk, really. It's more like he swings. Uh, the plan is to make 20 movies and have the same actor play the bat person in all of them. Mm -hmm. It's one continuous story. Every plot turn is super fresh and original. Nothing ever repeats, and we only learn his origin story once and definitely not 20 times. Uh, his arch enemies are crime fighters, the serious, who has a beautiful, perfect, unsmiling mouth, and the straight shooter, who is very direct and never speaks in riddles. Uh, there's another dude, too, who is hard to, hard to describe. He's kind of like the opposite of a penguin. Uh, the bat person has an ugly platonic friend named the cat person, who is useful. She looks nothing like a cat, rather a hip person from the 60s, a daddy-o, mm -hmm. a cool cat, uh, and the movie needs her badly. She loves men and is not a bitch. And she has the powers of Superman. Mm. Now, Batman also has a very straight, very out-of-shape, tall sidekick named Pigeon uh -huh. who wears baggy clothes that are not red and green. And he's in every movie, and there's no sexual tension with the bat. And Batperson does not have a butler, and he drives an unmodified Honda Civic. <laughs> he lives in a very well-lit, very open outdoor space with no ceiling or roof. <laughs> he has no gadgets, and he has the powers of Superman. <laughs> People never get tired of the legend of the Bat Person. No. Yosemite. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Oh, man. I... I I'm going to the to my uh, contractually obligated um, superhero movie watch this weekend because, as an American, um, you're legally required to watch uh, everything put out by our uh, our great our Lord and Savior uh, Disney Plus. Um, so, but I would I would much rather see the bad person. <laughs> All twenty. 20 movies uh, <laughs> with completely unique twists. Uh, thank you, Ben Feldman. Hey, hey, Ben Feldman. I don't know why I have to say your full name every time, but you know what, Ben Feldman? How can other people enjoy uh, your what you're about uh, <laughs> elsewhere outside of um, the Stab Show? How can people see more Ben Feldman? Well, primarily you can see me on... Um Twitter, Ben underscore Feldman. Mm -hmm. I post all my shows there. I make jokes on there. 
Uh, my shows are every Friday and Saturday night here in Oakland. I run a show called Comedy Oakland, so you can go to ComedyOakland.com. We also have a new Thursday night show in Berkeley called Backroom Comedy. You can also get tickets on ComedyOakland.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you happen to be in the Bay Area, San Francisco, on a Sunday, I uh, often run the Sunday showcase at the San Francisco Punchline. Nice. Plenty of opportunities to see Ben, uh, and I'll try and make this one one of those more often. Thank you, Ben. So good, as always. Thank uh, you, man. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, hey, Melanie. Hello. Uh, how about, before we get to your uh, final piece, mm -hmm. you tell us, uh, since they've changed, that, that's not reflected on the screen, mm -hmm. because I do that on another computer. Why? That only makes it harder. Uh, but you can let people know that there's a whole new different set of ways to find Melanie Ford out in the world. So how about you inform them? That is correct. Um, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and now Twitter as Oops, a non-binary. Um, yeah, and then I'm here like a lot. A lot. Like I'm going to be here this weekend doing um, something mixed fitzy mm -hmm. um and then i'm here uh, next saturday doing friend fiction i'm also on scene kids again this month yeah. um and then um should I, uh, I mean i guess you can yeah and then i'm back on here in two weeks yeah um and i'll try harder that time oh, i promise stop. Yeah. don't because <laughs> i don't want to risk coming back after a couple of years and not being the best person on the panel Fair enough. <laughs> so sandbag it if you can okay I don't know that I have it anymore. Yeah, uh, in a couple weeks because uh, Milk uh, got people to get us up to a level five hype train. I had to give in and let them uh, host, guest host, uh, an edition of the Stab Show with me back on the panel. I, I haven't done it so long. Oh, it's going to be a disappointment. It's too much buildup. Uh, so just be ready for that. Uh, in two weeks, we'll be doing that. But... Let's finish what we've done tonight before we think about two weeks from now. Melanie Ford, mm -hmm. let's hear your synopsis for, <laughs> I don't know, I, I tried. I refreshed all of, the, mm -hmm. uh, all of the generators to try and come up with something else, but none of them, none of them tickled my fancy quite the way uh, this one did. Let's hear your synopsis of a made-up movie, Southern Shark. Of course. Mm -hmm. And much like Ben Feldman, I came up with something very original. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's 1861, and right as the Civil War is about to begin, Sharklet O'Hara lives at Rip and Tara, her family's plantation in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Sharklet is attracted to Ashley Wilkes, soon to be wed to another, but soon finds herself catching the attention of Reef Butler. As the war breaks out, Sharklet marries Sh Sharkles, Wayleskin's brother-in-law, but Sharkles dies in the war, reigniting sexual tension between Sharklet and Reef. Uh, Sharklet chases after Wayleskin, even while marrying two more men, including Reef. Reef and Sharklet have a baby named Bonnie Blue Sea, and Sharklet and Wales have an affair, even though Ashley is married to Sharklet's cousin, Melanie Hamilton. Also, the entire North Army is dolphins. Southern Shark rated PG for Puffer Fish Guide suggested. <laughs> oh, man. So many unique movies tonight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. Oh, I almost got started. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> make sure the outro is ready. And it is. Thank you, Melanie. Mm -hmm. And Stab is over! Thank you for joining us, everyone, and a very special thank you to our amazing panel, Ben Feldman and Melanie Ford. Now, 
If you enjoyed this edition of The Stab Show, well, you're in luck. Because there's another 300-ish episodes available for your ear joy via the podcast provider of your choice. Be it Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or the Good Pods app. Why not try the Good Pods app? But if you'd rather see the show live and in person as it happens, you can in a couple very different ways. Either by coming down to Stab Comedy Theater in person, or catch the live show on Stab TV on Twitch. Either way, on Thursday nights at 7 p.m., at least for a couple more weeks. It's not that the show's ending. We're going to Fridays. It doesn't matter. Uh, that's all we have for you tonight. Once again, I've been your host, Jesse Jones, reminding you that things can always be better, but they can get worse, too. So there's that, I guess. Good night! <laughs>